I'm really excited about tonight's episode because we're going to be talking about why successful marriages can fail and the danger of having a successful marriage. And this kind of hit us out of nowhere. Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. You guys just need to stick around, but I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Hey, I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you might know that Katie and I have been pretty dang consistent on putting out an episode every week for the last almost two years. That said, we have missed putting out episodes in two different weeks. And last week was one of those weeks. And so if you're wondering why, that we didn't come out with an episode last week, I'll tell you right now before we dive in to today's topic. The reason is we were on a little getaway, Katie and I were. We had a mini vacation in Naples, Florida, which was fun. That was that was our first time going there. Mm-hmm. And it was a really special time. Katie and I were able to have quality time with each other. And um, it was awesome because Katie's family was gracious enough to watch our kiddos for five days. And it's actually kind of hard to be away from them, to tell you the truth. But but we really enjoyed the time with each other. Day got a little long. It did. Yeah, we were excited to see them again. Uh, But yeah, we went to we went to Florida, Naples, Florida. It was a great time. We swam in a warm ocean, and it was everything you'd want it to be. Wouldn't you say, Katie? Yeah, it was a really special time, and we did not have the time to record a podcast, like pre-record a podcast. So we brought mics to Florida and that last night we were just like you know what like we're just gonna enjoy the end of this vacation and we'll get back on Monday so that said it has felt like forever though since we recorded a podcast and I think it was really good too sometimes you're just going week after week and the weeks roll around pretty fast and you're trying to think of ideas and how you want to communicate and what you want to communicate and so I guess I really feel, I felt like it gave my brain like a rest and yeah. I'm like so excited to be back and talking to you guys again. Yeah, definitely. Because we enjoy doing this podcast and we're really grateful that we can be ourselves and we can be casual and it's very conversational. And I hope you guys are comfortable with that and that you find some level of encouragement from that. But at the same time, we never want to become flippant with this podcast and we don't want it to just become... Uh, a routine that we do kind of per- perfunctory or um, because it's obligatory. That's not how we feel about this podcast. We do want to communicate 
specific messages and we want them to be God honoring. We want to encourage people in their faith. And so I think having a, a week to step away from our, from our regular routine or regularly scheduled program, uh, <laughs> it was good for us to kind of regain that vision and to realize, boy, if people are listening, we want to be saying things that are God honoring, that are truth, that are exhorting and building people up and things of eternal value. Yeah. Sometimes it hits us just the gravity of what we're doing. (laughs) Like we come on here, we have a good time. And then sometimes it's like, we just talk for 40 minutes. We're going to be held accountable to God for what we just said for 40 minutes. Maybe we shouldn't do this every week. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm reminded that there, I don't really think there's ever like neutral time. You know, there's never just carefree words. At least I don't want to view them that way we're building people up or we're distracting them in a good way or a bad way, or we're tearing them down. And so I think that Katie and I are both very motivated to speak with intentionality, knowing that the spirit's going to do his work and God will do his work through us because we're well aware of our insufficiencies Mm -hmm. and our shortcomings. And if you've been listening to us for any length of time, then you're probably aware of them too. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to be serious and sober minded, but we're trusting that the Lord works through us. Yeah, that's, it's comforting sometimes to read the Bible and be like, oh, they weren't perfect either. Yes. <laughs> so I will, okay, so we talked to you guys a couple weeks ago about our desire to get back into the space of reading books that were growing us mm. and starting to invest time back into maybe what has been called personal development, personal growth, whatever it is, just growing as people with, with fresh ideas. And one of the books that I started reading, was it this, the compound effect that I'm not sure. I don't know which which point you're going to share. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I came into the kitchen after I read this, I think it was the compound effect by Darren Hardy. Okay. And he was saying this concept where the areas in your life that you're the most susceptible to failing in are the areas you've been successful in, in the past. Hmm. And it was just so interesting for me. Yeah, it's like at first I don't. That. I don't know if at first I don't really agree with it. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, well, he says when we're good at something or we're successful at something, it's easy to get complacent and stop doing what it took to get us there. Hmm. So that's kind of how he breaks it down. Yeah. He's saying if you're successful in this area of your life you're mentally probably checking that box Mm. as far as like, I'm doing good at this. People recognize me for this. I know I'm good at it. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy to stop doing the things that took us, Mm. that it took to get us to that success in whatever area of life that is. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And I I know that you can apply this to very practical things, uh, like a skill that you might have, but you can also apply it to probably relationships to spiritual things you can apply it to your profession for sure and i think it's so good to remember that if there there has to be growth i, I remember singing this song as children i think it was a patch the pirate song actually remember patch the pirate oh, yeah definitely um but it may it might not have been a patch the pirate song but but i'm guessing it was and it was what if all the other fish swim downstream yeah you know I that song that is, yeah. yeah what if i'm the only fish that's that making the other way oh yeah that's making waves or that swims the other way well, I don't know. We are reading different versions. You yeah. have the NIV, Patch the Pirate. Next, we'll practice this song and we'll sing it next week and Katie will have the harmony dialed in. Uh, but I remember as a kid having this realization that we're, we're swimming in an up 
we're swimming against the current as humans. And I think that in any area of your life that you want to succeed in, that is the reality. You're going upstream. You're definitely going upstream in culture if you're a Christian. But if you want to continue to grow in your health, I mean, your body's working against you as time goes by. You've got to be more and more proactive and in investing into your health because as years go by, it's becoming harder and harder. And what's crazy is that can happen in earthly relationships too. Uh, you're, you've got to constantly be investing into it. Otherwise, you're going to naturally grow apart. Yeah. And this was a book more focused on, I don't know, it was on growth in general, but really focused towards like businesses and stuff. And so he was saying how millionaires will go broke or successful companies will go bankrupt. Mm. But I was just like, wow, because Elisha and I were just coming out of a season like that where our marriage was in a good place. Oh, I thought you were saying where we were billionaires and we went broke. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I was like, wow, you re- you remember uh, our past way differently than I do. That wasn't a good transition. <laughs> But we're coming out of a season where our marriage was in a really good place. And then out of nowhere, it wasn't. Mm. At least it felt like that to me. Yeah. It just felt like it kind of turned on its head. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we both were feeling lonely in our marriage. Mm-hmm. We had no shared vision. Our sex life was off. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of talked a little bit about that on this podcast. And so we had just been working through these things mm-hmm. and having these hard conversations when I read this mm-hmm. statement about the areas you're successful in and the compound effect. And I was like, whoa, I just felt like I had this moment where I was like, all these areas we've been really good at in the past. Hmm. Like a strong point in our marriage has been our shared vision Hmm. and just like that unitedness or our sex life. We've always had a really good sex life. Like Mm -hmm. when I hear about other people's, I'm like, we don't have those problems. (laughs) Like, don't say that. But that's like what I think. Yeah. Or just like that feeling of us being united or each other's best friend. Mm-hmm. I guess I've never felt lonely in our marriage. Hmm. I know you have, and, and we've talked about that. But I never felt lonely in our marriage until like, I don't know, four weeks ago yeah. or something. Yeah, a month and a half ago, I and, think. And so I was like, I'm, I was so used to being in that communication with Elisha and having him as my best friend. And all of a sudden, it was like I blocked him out or something and he wasn't there. Hmm. Anyways, so... I thought it was interesting because I was like, wow, that's so true. We've stopped being intentional in these areas where we were successful. And Mm. I think it's because they came easy to us. Yeah. And it's almost like we started relying on autopilot to think that, okay, you know, we've got this, let's think about different things that we can improve in. Let's think about our businesses. Let's think about our children. Let's think about the ministries that we want to be a part of. And we can kind of put our marriage in auto on autopilot. Would you say it's kind of something like that? Yes. Yeah, and I, again, that was a big time mistake. That was a, a total mental collapse and a mental lapse that we had in perspective of our marriage. And I think that we definitely paid a price for that. And I don't want to pay that price again. I want to be persistent, realizing no, if this is something that we want to have be healthy, we need to continually be making it a priority and there is no such thing as autopilot or neutral and i love how you said move on Hmm. that term because that's even what he mentioned in the book Hmm. in the compound effect he was saying people move on Hmm. from those basics like these are things you just think you have in the bag right and life's changing right humans are changing the relationship is changing and so we constantly have to keep doing those basic things. Yeah. I mean, I think of things 
you know, and circumstances are always going to be against you usually. You know, as like I said, as life goes on, children make it more complicated to go on date mm-hmm. night or to have weekends away or to go to marriage retreats and marriage conferences. And you're going to have more children. Your children are going to grow older and it's only going to become more logistically difficult to do those basic things. And so it's going to require that much more intentionality or that much more swimming upstream, so to speak. And I think of, again, just practical things. When we you know, we're living in the trailer. When we first moved here to Coeur d'Alene, we were not prioritizing date night for very practical reasons. Mm-hmm. It was either we were busy or we couldn't find a babysitter or we were just, you know, busy moving. We certainly haven't prioritized going to marriage conferences. You know, you can say, oh, well, they got mm-hmm. canceled because of COVID. Well, sure they did, but we didn't do anything to substitute them. You know, so many of these went virtual. They went online. There's so many curriculums that we were aware of that we kind of talked about, talked around saying, oh, we should get that marriage series. And we just talked about it. And Mm -hmm. I I thought of that again when we went to Florida last week. I thought, boy, we need to make this happen in our marriage. And it's only going to become more logistically challenging. Yeah, I feel like Florida just came at a beautiful time for us because we realized things were off. Mm. We started addressing them, started working through them. And when you're hashing out all that stuff, like going on a vacation doesn't necessarily sound like that great because you're in the trenches and you're going through emotional stuff. But then I feel like we'd worked through it, but we were in a fragile place. Yeah. I think and that's a good so way to put it. it was just so sweet to be able to go to Florida and have it be such a sweet blissful time mm-hmm. and not have to work through anything but just be really gentle yes with each other yep. and with our relationship and build back the trust mm-hmm. and the intimacy and like good vibes yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. this isn't just work we can have fun together we can be romantic and it was just I think a really a really big blessing. I think so too. And I think you said that well, Katie, and that we had, we had worked through so many of the issues, if not all the issues that had kind of built up over this time. And yet we still felt fragile and Mm -hmm. we were in a good place, but we were in a place that needed more strength. I think we were confident where we were, but we weren't real secure in where we were. And there wasn't much fat on the bone, so to speak. You know? Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> there wasn't fat on the bone. Yeah, and so I think that trip really lent to us building up some fat on the bone. <laughs> yeah, we were able to come back to normal life with a little bit of a cushion there mm-hmm. and be able to build from that place. Mm-hmm. But two questions that I want to ask and just to audit our marriage every once in a while, mm-hmm. and I know that there, I need more of a game plan behind this because it's easy to have this intention now and not ask these questions for two years. But... One of them is what areas have we been good at in the past that we may have let slip? Hmm. And then the second question is what areas are we good at now that we need to stay intentional with? Hmm. And I just think that would be a fun exercise Yeah. to sit down and be like, okay, are we letting anything slip? I think that first question is where I go and I kind of stop there. Hmm. I think, okay, this used to be a good thing in our marriage. Mm -hmm. We're off here. Let's try to work on this. But I don't really go to the second question, which is what areas do we feel our marriage is strong in or what do we feel our marriage is good at right Right. now? Right. And I was just writing down different 
topics. I Mm. feel like there's a lot, but just different things to evaluate like sex, communication, parenting, a vision, his needs, her needs, Mm -hmm. throwing it way back to episode 14. I'd scroll a long ways to find that one. Wow, nice reference. (laughs) Uh, Our personal walks with the Lord. Mm. My spiritual growth was really depleted during this time Mm -hmm. with Elisha and I. It had just been like a couple weeks where it had gotten thrown off, but it was enough for me to just not be, to just start thinking about myself. Mm. And, And then another one is that personal growth. Maybe there was a season where, you know, I'm taking care of myself better. I'm more just motivated. I'm more positive. I'm, and those things lead to be not being as critical or Mm. as edgy or, Mm. you know, like when you're down on yourself, it's really easy to take it out on your spouse. Right. So it might be like a personal thing. Like I'm just not growing personally. And so I'm kind of taking you down with me, Mm. but those are just some things that I thought of off the top of my head of areas that it'd be good to evaluate. Yeah, I think that, like you said, asking those questions through a lens, kind of using a framework to ask those questions. The first one being, you know, what did we basically, what have we stopped doing that was working for us in the past? Yes. In these areas of, and then going through the categories. And that really, I guess, is going to give you, like I said, a framework to base it off of. I think of um, Revelation 2 when uh, John or, you know, Jesus is speaking through John and he addresses the church at Ephesus. And this is a well, you know, referenced verse where John's saying, Hey, I know the love that you guys have and you guys have a love of righteousness. You hate evil. That's good. That's good. That's good. And then he goes on to say, but I have this one thing against you. And that's that you've left your first love. And so often we stop there and and we'll say, Oh, well, dang, we got to figure out how to keep that first love or get that first love back. Let's start loving more, start doing more, start working more. And in the very next verse, if you keep reading, he kind of tells you how to, how to get that first love back. You know, when he says, Hey, I've got this against you. You left your first love. He goes, remember therefore from whence you've fallen and repent of your sins and be made new in Christ. And I think, boy, in our walk with the Lord, what a great way to come back to our first love. He tells us right there, mm-hmm. you know, we don't need to do more work. We don't need to be people of more charitable giving. You need to remember from where you've fallen and then repent. Remember who you are before Christ, what he did for you. Remember the gospel and mm-hmm. walk in that newness of it, in that in that love that you once had. And I think it's the same thing with our marriage. Remember where Remember where you were. You know, remember when you were in love. Remember why you chose to marry the person that you married and go that go to that spot go to that spot in your brain and in the way that you act and behave around your your spouse and it's crazy how that that pursuit can bring the passion you know or as people say that motion causes emotion and i i think that we are given so many uh clues in scripture when he's talking about our faith that we could apply to our marriage when 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 they're just I guess just pleading for us to hang on to that love that we had for Christ at first. And I think it's the same thing we can do in our marriage. That's so good, Elisha. Thanks so much for sharing that. I just felt like that was such a beautiful word picture or like the, that picture of Christ and our faith and mm. how we have to return to him. Mm. 
And like you said, it's not going out and reinventing the mm. wheel. It's going back mm. and remembering who we are. Yeah. And who we, where we came Sure. From. In the context of a marriage, you know, those vows or yeah. the reasons that, that you did fall in love when you had that aligned vision um, or, you know, that unity in Christ, you know. That's so good. I think a healthy marriage is always invested in the process and they never arrive. Hmm. They're always working through things. So this means like you're having new arguments, you're having discussions. Yes. You're, that's like a part of a healthy marriage because you're going to face new problems. And so even with your same relationship, you're going to have to work through new stuff. We're going right. to have to work through new stuff. And so I guess a healthy marriage to me is one that's always invested that's in right. being intentional through those yes. times. Yeah. Healthy marriages are continually working on their marriages. Unhealthy marriages are trying to fix their marriage. And you want to work on your marriage before it's broken, before it's unhealthy. And you want to be going to those marriage conferences or to those retreats or having those romantic getaways preemptively. Mm -hmm. You want to be doing that while it's healthy. And again, if your marriage needs repair, and if it, then by all means, you need to do what it takes to repair it. And I think we've found ourselves at that place in, in small ways. Yeah, we were putting Band-Aids on we're, for sure. Exactly. Like. And then we had to go repair it. But that all that does is remind me that, boy, I want to be working on our marriage while it's healthy. Just like it's so much more enjoyable to work on your health while you're physically healthy than it is to try to come back from uh, not being healthy and try to recover from unhealth. That's really good. That's another nugget. <laughs> like I have nothing to add. I'm just kind of like, wow, that's really good. Like well, I'm glad I'm hearing that. I mean, this. I think of the couple marriage conferences we've been to and how they are so much more enjoyable when your marriage is in a good spot. And yes. you're able to grow and learn from a place of unity and a strength upon strength versus, okay, we need to go to this marriage. It's just more enjoyable to grow from a place of strength. No way. And Again, I want to go to marriage conferences if we need to out of, you know, repair, but I'd rather go to them from a place of strength. And here's I, another yeah, thing too, Katie, like having do. that, you talked about having that mindset of never arriving. I think it is a mindset and the way we talk and the words we use really, not only are they, they kind of show into your heart and how you think, they also can predict how we're going to think in the future. And I think that, uh, I, I know I never want to be the person that says, oh, well, we already know all that stuff. Or, oh, no, they're just going to be covering the same stuff that all marriages conver all conferences cover. Or we don't need that right now. And I don't know if we have said that, but I know I've heard so many people say that. They say, well, how was the marriage conference? It was like, oh, it was good. You know, it was all the same stuff you always hear. And it's like, well, boy, find a nugget. Like, you need to be in a growth <laughs> mindset I think with marriage. Well, I know that we've never said this because it's been a pet peeve of both of ours hmm. because you, we both want to always go into something not with a know-it-all perspective. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, <laughs> like hearing you say that, I'm like, I know we've never done that, but I think our actions have yes. contributed to that. Yes. And our attitudes as far as where we're putting our money and our time That's has right. contributed to that. And I'm yes. convicted even as we're talking about this and you're bringing up those things. I haven't thought about doing any kind of extracurricular study or anything on our marriage, but like now would be a really good time probably for us to go through something just virtually yes here at our house and like i don't know put our we'll, money where our yeah we'll do is. that before next week how about that 
there we're gonna, we we're go. gonna either do it or we'll have signed up or registered or whatever a, real quick is that a thing put your money where your mouth is i think so yeah like if you say it, it's like okay well, i'll put my money down oh okay yeah i was just picturing eating it and i was like maybe i confused that with something else oh no i think yeah it's a figure of speech but i think you said it right okay. but yeah i don't think it yeah. reads about eating money or anything like uh, that yeah no so yeah that's a really good accountability structure for us yeah and we'll let you guys know what we decided to do mm-hmm. and sign up for and and purchase and i'm sure we'll share with you guys along the way too but that arrived mindset is a mindset that leads nowhere but down because you yes. stop yes right and we know that in life relationships and people do not freeze in time yep that's right you know right. you mentioned aging we're never static that's yeah. just the way we were created and so if you aren't going up if we aren't working to get better or grow stronger then we literally are going backwards yeah we're dying yeah. The, those are the only two options right so anyways i just it was just a good wake-up call i mm. feel like and even though this concept came, I, I, it came at a really good time actually, because I was able to say, whoa, that, I think that's exactly what just happened in our marriage. Right, when when I read, read this, this concept, yep. I was able to look back and I was like, how do we use this information mm. going forward mm. in our future? Yeah. And yeah, it was just a good warning. It was. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what we had to share today. <laughs> That is the morning. Yeah. I mean, it's a shorter episode than usual, but I feel like your points were really great, Katie. I know that the topic is, uh, I guess, very timely for our marriage. Well, it should be, it's timely for any marriage. Mm -hmm. The whole point, that's the whole point of it is that we just never need to stop growing. Yeah. If we're in a place of weakness, then we obviously want to grow to a place of yes, strength grow out of that and yeah. if we're in a place of strength then we need to look at those areas of strength and determine how are we going to continue to fortify those as we move forward that's right yeah i think that's the mindset that we need to have and uh and i think too just remembering that logistic like practically speaking it's only going to get more challenging time children are only going to require more of our time life is only going to become more expensive you know it's going to be harder and harder and there's going to be more and more excuses, which I think there's that need for more and more intentionality. I was just laughing because I was thinking of 2020, how everyone's in such a rush to get out of 2020. Like, you guys have no clue what's in 2021. Yeah. Like, I think yeah, nobody, nobody knows. We have no clue that it's getting better mm-hmm. in 2021. And, and I just there's just no reason i guess there shouldn't be anything so big that it throws us off these fundamentals of our life yes and a relationship that's going to be there for a lifetime right is worth working on and investing on regardless of what's going on yeah outside of that yeah. relationship yeah that's and, right and that's what we are challenged and convicted on so we want to share it with you guys in hopes that it would be encouraging yes so thank you for listening we uh i'm so glad we're back i miss doing the podcast i did this is fun this is fun folks thank you so much you know what i didn't get to say at the beginning thank you so much for the reviews you've left and the ratings you've given us on itunes those are such a blessing to katie and i 
That's yes. something that, you know, I don't get on there and look very often. And then I'll get on there and be like, oh my word. And I get to read your reviews. And on iTunes, it's such a ripoff because we're not able to talk back to you. Like we're not able to comment back. And so we just, it's a one-way street there. And so you leave that review and Kate and I read it to Katie or she'll read them to me. And I'm like, no way. That is so encouraging. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Yeah, we've realized that it's a straight up give. It is. From you. Because like Elisha said, it's not a two-way street. It's just straight up you guys taking your time to give it to is, us. It is, yes. And so we just, we're just really humbled and grateful. Yeah, there's a lot of friction sometimes with simply like leaving a comment. Like I'll read an article or a blog post that I like and I'll want to leave a comment. Then you have to like put in your email address, yeah, like, you have to log in. I'm like, forget it. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. So the fact that you guys actually go all the way through to leave a comment means a lot. Yes, we love you guys and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.